Welcome to One Book That Changed My Life, where entrepreneurs and experts share one book and the life-changing principles they applied. In each episode, you'll discover business books past and present that are changing the lives of people just like you. We'll cover some hidden gems, some lost classics, and shed new light on books you thought you knew. Guests range from up-and-coming coaches, consultants, speakers, and authors to big names sharing things they've never shared on podcasts before. I'm Matt Johnson, agency owner, podcaster, and author of Microfamous. I'll be your host for this journey through the land of life-changing books, so let's dig in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to One Book to Change My Life. I'm super excited for the guest today. We're talking with Rodney Ross, and we're talking about David Goggins' book. So I, I love Goggins. We both love Goggins. Who doesn't love Goggins? Uh, so we're going to talk about just the impact that it's had on Rodney's life. Uh, I love where, where Rodney's at in his business. So uh, agent, investor, team leader, coming out of the KW world, at least for, for the time being, but getting into bigger and better things. We're going to talk about how David Goggins' book has kind of affected the trajectory of his life, where he was at, where he's going, uh, and just the things that, uh, that he's been able to incorporate out of that book. Um, if any, like, if you're like me, I love Goggins, but I haven't read the book, which sounds dumb, right? Uh, I don't know why I haven't read it already. Uh, I should have. So Ron, you've done like the, the audiobook version, which has got to be amazing because it's like interspersed with more personal stories and stuff. So it's a great, you're going to pick up an audiobook of something. Uh, it sounds like this is the perfect book to do it because it's additional content besides just the written book. So, so first of all, welcome. And, uh, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So, uh, so you're doing a kind of a bunch of different stuff and it's evolving a little bit, right? We were talking about this before we hit record that you're starting to get into commercial investment and you're, you're getting bigger and better properties, but you're cutting down the numbers of investments that you're making and stuff like that. And you're also just kind of, you know, transitioning a little bit into the world that you're involved in. So when you meet people now, how do you explain what the hell you do? Basically, I say I'm an agent by day and investor by night. I hope to like flip that soon and tell people I'm mainly an investor and I manage a team of agents and they're the ones who sell the houses. So that's the plan. Yeah. Love it. That's a good plan. All right. So that's what you do by, by day and by night. Um, if anybody caught, uh, yeah, if, uh, if, you, if anybody's listening, you know the other show that I host, Real Estate Uncensored. We could have had Rodney on that show as well. Uh, there's a there's another investor to check out, uh, Maurice Philogene, who had a similar thing going where he was working by day, investing at night. And he actually spent 20 years continuing to work his day job and investing at wow. night. Yeah, yeah. You're so you're already transitioning and kind of getting getting ahead of that. Um, it can you can definitely work at both and and keep going with the day job and invest at night. But man, it's a lot more fun when you can put more more time into it than that. So oh, yeah. um so tell me a little bit, just kind of set the scene for me. Where were you at in your life and your business when you first came across, you know, Goggins and and got the book? Yeah, so it was about like a year and a half ago. I either seen him, I probably saw him on either Joe Rogan's podcast, and they were talking about. Actually, no, I'm sorry, that was before the book actually came out. There was two episodes in the podcast, one before the book, one after. So I saw the original one, which was it came out maybe four years ago. I saw it closer to two years ago. Um, I've been doing this whole agent plus investor thing for a while, and about two years ago, was starting to really approach burnout. It was before I bought and rehab my house, but we had bought. Over the past five years, I've bought and rehabbed over like 50 places. So doing that while being an agent and all their, they're all houses, duplex and triplexes. It's a hell of a lot of headache. And I was, and I basically went to this point where my burnout was like unbearable, Mm -hmm. scaled the sales back a little bit. And that book helped a little bit because it really put a lot of things in perspective, like a few being one, it's, 
I always get motivation from David Goggins and he's like really authentic and shares really lots of things that people never talk about. And he's puts in so much hard work and, and his epic, like just his work mentality is so crazy, yeah. but learning when I, when I, when I found the book, learning more about where he comes from, which is the complete opposite. He did not used to be anything like how he is right now. And he hasn't really been given anything more than like what the average person has, which is what really driven home. That's where it really started to help. Um, that's where I was at, at least when I found the book, like just about the approach of burnout. And then I decided to change yeah, that's, things. That's an interesting thing because a lot of people would take, uh, they would take the lesson that I'm not working hard enough. So it's, so how do, you're approaching the point of burnout, but you said you actually scaled back the sales. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting that that book had that effect and it kind of, I don't know, what, what did it do for you that you decided you're going to scale back as opposed to maybe taking away the lesson that, oh, I just need, that burnout's just not, it's not really a thing. I just need to buckle mm-hmm. down and work harder and suck it up, Sally. I mean, part of it is that, but part of it, like, so that's a whole, I think for a while, at least a couple months, I was physically going a lot harder at my workouts. But what made me change was like just hearing, literally like hearing all the crazy things he went through in his life and having, like we were talking about, like he's been through extreme abuse um, in his his family life. He, um, he talked about all the fears he had, like when he was in high school, Uh, he moved out from his, basically his parents, his parents separated, moved in with his mom. He went through all sorts of racism in high school and he graduated high school and was, and like, and wanted to be in the military. And then he like, he, he just basically had a lot of, I don't know if I would call them false starts, but like he started to get traction and he yeah. fell way back. Yep. And, and, you know, at one point he falls back and like goes from 175 to 300 pounds. And then he decides I got to get back on it. And he loses a hundred pounds in three months and, and becomes a seal. And then he, you know, all he goes through hell week three times and fails twice at it. And then he fall. Yeah. So he, it's all these like extreme challenges. And I think that it just really put things in perspective for me a little bit because I read tons of real estate books and all that. But um, that one was just, it's just like a different tone overall. And that it, it, honestly, it's like, is anything I'm worried about really that serious? And then maybe I should just stop worrying about having, making so much money this second for a little bit and reset and figure out what I really want to do. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So it wasn't that, yeah, when, when people would have taken away the lesson, they're just not working hard enough. It put, it put the difficulties in perspective and you realize that you don't need to achieve everything right now. And you're right. That's, yeah, that is interesting because that, that is true about him. He didn't achieve all that at once. You know, it took multiple false starts and yeah, it's, he kind of, evolved into the guy that we know as Goggins. He didn't start off that way. So yeah, that's an interesting takeaway from that book. It's uh, of all books to come into your life and have the effect of going, you know, I really need to not worry about achieving everything so quickly. It's, it's hilarious that it's that book, which is all about <laughs> suck it up and do the work. <laughs> I know it sounds counterintuitive, but like, it's, it, it, and trust me, like I, I def, I like to work hard and I've been working my ass off for a long time since I got mm-hmm. a little sick when I was 19 and, and it's, it, that is definitely part of it. But it, another funny thing you think looking at him is like, he's like 45 or something, but he literally looks like he's 30. Mm-hmm. So like, it's another little subtle reminder. Like if you take care of yourself and nothing tragic happens, like you can live for a lot longer than you think. And you, and then come back to, and that you have time you have time. Like, and again, like the stresses that 
that I'm going through compared to some of the stuff that you listen to here. It's not really, I'm trying to figure out how to make 100, I mean, 200 instead of 100 or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not that, it's not that deep basically. Yeah, that is true. When you start putting it in perspective of, you know, thinking about him going through, I think it was maybe the second hell week and essentially having to leave because of an injury. I think it was, it was either the heart related in issue or it was the injury, but he had one, one yeah. and then the other. And yeah, I can't imagine that second hell week you go, Oh my God, like no, how many human beings go through a second one? And then you like, you're not able to complete it because of something that's outside of your control. And then he comes back and puts himself through that a third time. Yeah. It oh, does yeah. Put it in perspective. I mean, I think he had double pneumonia and bronchitis. And then on the third, then on the third hell week, a guy dies in the class. It's like, oh, oh, about that. yeah, that's actually what happened. And that's, and then they, they, they ended it. It was the day before it was over and they ended it and then he finished the rest of the training, but like, that's pretty intense. Yeah. It's, and then you ref, you mentioned like the heart surgeries, which were a couple, I think it was a couple years after that, but like, imagine finding out that after you run, I don't know, I mean, dozen ultra marathons that he ran, which is fat, you know, the whole story about that is it's crazy, but like, after going through all that and spending a decade of working out as hard as you possibly can, like finding out, Oh, there's a hole in your heart and like, and going through two surgery, going through one that doesn't work mm-hmm. and then worrying if you're going to die and then then messing it up. But you, he, he had a second surgery and then like, he thought they messed it up a second time. It's just like pretty crazy life stresses. And, and mm-hmm. like I was telling you before we got on here, um, I have, I've been going through, I've been through a lot of anxiety and panic attacks and had, to really scale things back like five years ago, um, when I like my stress levels kind of peaked again. So like I can relate to that. And mm. and again, it puts all it put a lot of things in perspective. Like if, if I'm not dying, then yeah. I'm gonna be all right. You're not dying, you're okay. <laughs> really? If I'm not dying, if my family's not dying, if my team members I talked to every day are not dying, like yeah, I've got all these ambitions, but like everything's gonna be all right. Yeah. So, uh, see, so you come across this book, uh, like a year and a half ago, you kind of get into the whole Goggins world, you know, uh, two years ago when you, when you first heard the podcast, uh, I think it was maybe around that same time, summer of 2020, I was aware of him before, but hadn't really consumed much of his content. And, and that summer of the pandemic, I, same way for me, I, I watched all the Rogan stuff. I watched the stuff with Rich Roll and Lewis Howes and kind of dived into his mentality um, never, never picked up the book. Cause I, I, I don't know why I, I got a lot of out of just like listening to him. Mm-hmm. talk. So it's like, I didn't feel like I needed the written content. I want, I wanted to listen to his mentality and just absorb it. Uh, when he first, uh, kind of got the audio book, it puts things in perspective. Okay, great. What is one of the first things or the first couple of things you did practically in the business to actually put that stuff into action? One thing I did was that I finally decided that like, I should, I should start get trying to check off one of the main goals that I've had ever since I've been in real estate, which is buying my house. So like later in 2020, I ended up buying my house in October. Yeah, it was October, 2020. And that was like my little COVID project. So, um, little as in huge and like, (laughs) (laughs) stressful. yeah, stressful. wasn't going to be a full rehab, but was a full rehab, but it checked off one of the boxes of having a place that I can also, you know, rent out a portion of. And like, it's all I wanted to do since I got in real estate, like, a long time ago. So that was one thing. And also changing the sun, making finally like kind of, I didn't commit super quickly, but I committed to like changing our whole strategy, which is like stop buying one to four units and, and sell off half or more than half of our portfolio and go into commercial. 
Right. Yeah. So basically change the trajectory of just in what you're going to do for the next 10, 20, 30 years in real estate because of that one, that one book being there at the right, right place, right time. Hey, it's Matt. And if you want to turn your expertise into a lifestyle business without spending all day on social media, that is the question I am obsessed with. And you can get all of my podcast episodes, articles, sketches, videos, etc. It all goes into the Microfamous Field Report, which is available only on Substack. So go to microfamous.substack.com, enter your email address to get access for free. And now let's get back to the conversation. So going back to uh, you said like you said you acquired fifty properties or something, but you hadn't bought your own residence like yet. So that's an interesting thing. So how did you acquire fifty properties before you ever bought your own first house? So it's, it was it was it's actually more than sixty uh, up to this point. But mm-hmm. I had I kind of had two different partnerships, which both happened to start around the same time, two thousand seventeen. One was a pro- like one project specific one where we ended up buying. I don't know if you've ever heard of the move bombing, but there was a bombing 30 years ago in Philly. It's oh, I, yeah. I was going to say, I read about that in your bio, but no, I, like I wasn't familiar with that just outside of that. Most people, like, I mean, I think most people like 40, 45 and above will know. I actually didn't know too much about it myself, but yeah. basically the city bombed a block and burned, let the whole, let the whole block burn down and displaced the whole city block residence. It was terrible. There was, I, I'd be in order to, now. in order to go in and redevelop it. No, there was a, there was a group calling a militant group that was like, like hold up in a house on the block that they couldn't oh, get out. And they just like a block. Waco type situation. Sort of. So okay, interesting. that was a long time ago. They, like they never redeveloped the block. They put a bid out. They were looking for a developer. And so like we ended up making a bid, which is the whole, it's all story in itself. It's really interesting. Like I had never bought more than a house yet. We just went after this group of 36 houses and we got it because only one other person made a bid. And literally it's like the, the craziest lesson is like, if you ask sometimes, I didn't think we were going to get it. Yeah. We weren't the most financially, whatever, but me, two other partners, we went after it and it was a great project. So that was like 36 houses. Okay. The other, everything else has been with my other, uh, my other business partner, singles, duplexes, triplexes, a lot here and there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I never bought my place because I never, the way I was always claiming my income and all that, like I just didn't have two solid years of tax returns plus my credit being awesome mm-hmm. but i had this little window where it was like it was like literally like four months <laughs> until the end of 2020 i was like i gotta do this right now and that <laughs> okay. yeah that's really interesting you kind of went from zero to 60 uh right you know really really quickly in terms oh, of going just, from yeah holy cow and that's why like when i say i had anxiety like i've had i i mean panic attack i didn't know what a panic attack was until it happened to me and like going to the hospital every time I started to worry about like what, what's going on. I, I, I had like health anxiety aside from a hat. I, it's not really that much these days, but aside from how much money am I making? Am I going to be able to pay my bills? It's like, I figured out that like all this, that work stress really started making me worry about like my health and like, am I dying and whatever. But uh, yeah, I've gotten a lot. It's gotten a lot, a lot better, like managing it uh, rarely in all these days, but yeah, it was a, it was a lot. Like each, I think, like if I rehabbed a sixty in a building, that wouldn't that would have been a breeze. Like rehabbing sixty duplexes and houses, each individually, mm-hmm. it's not it's not. I mean, the thirty six wasn't that bad because we had most of the same crew for most of it. But oh, the other ones, it's a lot. So I want to do if I'm going to go through that headache, I wanted to be something bigger. So what do you do to? Was there was there any? rituals practices 
habits, changes that you made uh, over the last few years to manage the the panic and the anxiety? Yeah. So I bought a few different books on anxiety, which really helped. Um, and one one random course that I bought on flight anxiety really really helped. This really it's the this not I don't even know if this guy is really known. Like it's just some guy I made. It's called fearflying.com. It's very funny because the, he has this method. Uh, people have flight anxiety think that nothing's ever going to help them. And I had never found any other book or anything that did. And I found this little course, whatever, I'll try it, 200 bucks. His method of redirecting your brain, like he's got these images and all that, but basically as a method of like how you trick your brain into not going into freaking out mm-hmm. when you're on a plane, okay? okay. So there's, there's several different exercises to do it. But that method, it... I can I apply that same method to whenever I start to worry about. It. It's it's simple to say, but it's just you just have to practice it. But basically, like your brain just once your brain does A B C D E so many times. Oh, I feel off. Oh, my stomach is hurting. Oh my god, my heart's beating fast. Oh, I'm gonna die. I need to go to the hospital. That's A B C D E. Once you do that so many times, it happens. A B C D. It happens instantly. And so all you do is you just literally like your brain wires itself to do that mm-hmm. so he just each focuses on taking it in a different direction slowly every time it happens and that's the got it right yeah break that pattern yeah and then ca- catch it early okay it's crazy how much that's helped i mean I, really? it's, it's, I have no interest in this guy's website but it's it's fantastic fearflying.com really simple course um so yeah. Cool. yeah i was gonna say i i i came at it from a completely different direction i i stumbled across uh, one book. And then, uh, that led me to a couple more, um, in just that the area of psychology, uh, known as acceptance and commitment therapy act ACT. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of did the same thing for me. Cause like going through the COVID thing, I was, I was, I couldn't stay asleep. I could fall asleep, but I couldn't stay asleep. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, which I figured out was okay. Well, that's okay. That's anxiety. Okay, great. Now that I know that, okay, now what do I do about it? Um, I didn't want to cross that, but it's, yeah, it's very, it's really practical like rooted in practical experiments of how to kind of redirect the brain what they call like defuse from your emotions so recognizing that what you're feeling doesn't it's not reality it's not who you are it's just it's you know it can you can let it pass you can kind of like feel it and let it go and just like accept that it's there anyway so i came across that those those types of materials did the same thing for me same thing with sleep by the way um i came across a book by a guy that was an act practitioner who specialized in sleep and that freaking changed my life in terms of sleep. Um, taught me like not to worry. Like I started like descaling back all these rituals I'd tried to build to sleep better and all this, all this stuff. Yeah. Wow. So it sounds like it's um it, it's gotta be built on maybe the same underlying framework or something I for it to so. be effective like that. But yeah, I, I had I had a very similar journey and just happened to stumble across different resources. Awesome. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic I mean, and very, very cool. yeah, talks one, about, one, one like, crazy little resource. Yeah. And, and I wish people talked about it more and like, it's, you kind of have to go looking yourself, but like there's gazillions of business books and that's in podcasts and all that, but there's, I feel like there's, there's more these days, but not as many ones that like really dive into like, m- like so many people, almost everybody has some sort of anxiety or worry, like, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's really serious. And like that can, that solving, figuring that out is like more than half the battle of like figuring out how to get rich, you know? I know for me. Yeah. Least, 
Boy, there's not a lot of content out there about that, is there? Uh, dealing with panic and anxiety as as an entrepreneur. Yeah, there's not. I mean, there's just there's people that are now starting to talk about it, like Tim Ferriss has talked about, you know, just the roller coaster ride of anxiety and depression and stuff like that. But that's interesting. There isn't there isn't a lot about that, and that is a huge challenge. I have to meditate, chew on that a little bit. Um, I know our time is limited, so I got to uh, wind things down and let you go, but. Um, how does somebody know, like if they're the right person, because I know you're transitioning, getting into more commercial investment and stuff like that, but we've got a lot of people in the audience that are in that space or know people that are in that space. So who are you looking to connect with? What's the right type of person that should reach out and kind of just get into your world and get to know you? If anyone's involved with industrial real estate, that's where we're going to be specializing in. Like there's a lot of multifamily in Philly and I may like focus a little bit on sales uh, that way, but mainly anyone who's interested in industrial because there's not a lot of people who make any sort of content about industrial and it's, mm-hmm. it's specific knowledge. That's what I'm still learning about. So yeah. if they either have investment opportunities, like I'm not tied to just buying something around Philly, if it's something that's big enough, I don't, I'll go elsewhere. So I think that would be a good, um, good connect. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I've got somebody in mind that I can potentially introduce outside the show. So that that gives everybody a good uh, idea of who to look for. Uh, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Uh, Philly Real Estate Pulse on Instagram, uh, LimitlessRE.com is our website. I'm also on TikTok. I think it's also Philly Real Estate Boss. So we get <laughs> Philly, Philly Real Estate Boss? Philly Real Estate, Philly Real Estate Boss. Or okay. you can like literally on our website, we have a contact form. And my email is Rodney at LimitlessRE.com. But sometimes I miss it and like the notifications that are on Instagram or whatever don't go away. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We're in a brave new world of, of, of where it's where major investment deals are done by sliding into people's DMs. Literally, it's crazy. <laughs> like I <laughs> so I never used to say that before. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I've 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 just about gotten to the point where I'm like, yeah, just hit me up on like Facebook Messenger or something. So yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I get you. I'm I'm not super active on Instagram or TikTok, but I so I feel old telling people to go to something like Facebook. But I, honestly, if you want to get a hold of me, I don't pick up my phone. And so my assistant checks my email. So it's like, I, I get it. I get it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ronnie, this has been a blast. I appreciate it. Uh, I love talking about Goggins. Is the, the book is obviously fantastic. I need to go get the print version. Um, but I know it's it's it definitely a book that's changed a bunch of people's lives. It's hilarious that it had the effect that it did on you. Uh, yeah. as opposed to just the kick in the ass. I think he intended it to be for a lot of people that were already, you know, like, I feel like that book was meant for people to get up off the couch and moving. You were already running hard and it, it changed yeah. what you were running. It, like it changed your goals, which is really interesting. So I, that was super fascinating to me. So I uh, appreciate it once again. Thanks for being here and hopefully people go check you out and the book. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for rating and reviewing the show. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other entrepreneurs and experts. Every time you share the show, you're putting life-changing ideas into someone's life. Now, to get the micro-famous field report that helps you turn your expertise into a lifestyle business without spending all day on social media, go to microfamous.substack.com and enter your email to access it for free. That's where you get all my podcast episodes, articles, sketches, videos. Everything goes into the micro-famous field report. So go to Substack, sign up for that today so you get that. And stay tuned for the next episode of One Book That Changed My Life. We'll see you there.